folks, welcome to episode number 19 of the Machine Repeat Podcast. I want to thank you for stopping by. I think you're going to enjoy today's show. Our focus is the John Deere 4430, and in particular, I think probably the coolest tractor I've seen so far this year here in 2020. It's a 1977 John Deere 4430 that was in the John Deere exhibit area at the 2020 National Farm Machinery Show in Louisville. So, of course, huge crowds at the show there for four days in mid-February. And if you were at the show, I'm guessing you saw and probably got up close to this 1977-4430. Just beautiful. The folks at Deere did a really smart thing. They were releasing their new planner, John Deere 1745 uh, Compact Planner. Um, it's kind of designed to be run, you know, can be run comfortably by a lot of older tractors. So... They reached into their archives and connected with a guy by the name of Don Cummings from Seymour, Indiana. And Don's going to be our guest on the show here today. He's the owner of that 774430 you saw at the farm show that was so beautiful. And if you weren't at the show, I'm guessing maybe if you're on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, you saw pictures of it. I know I posted a little video clip of it. Really cool story behind that 4430. Um, So we'll talk to Don here in a minute. Now, 4430s. Gosh, such an iconic tractor model. If, if from where I sit doing what I do, compiling auction prices all these years, I could tell you the last 20 years I've seen over 1,500 sold at auction. And so far this year, if you took them together and averaged them, the average auction price is $12,889 so far this year. Um, and it's been very steady. Uh, last year it was 11780 bucks. Two years ago, 11653 uh, if you go back five years, $10,898. Or $10, uh, Ten years ago, average auction price on a John Deere 4430 was $10,390. And 20 years ago, in the year 2000, a Deere 4430, which was made from 73 to 77, average auction price 20 years ago was 12704 So how about that? Average auction price now... At twelve eight eighty nine is higher than it was twenty years ago, twelve thousand seven hundred four. So pretty cool there. Now, if we talk specific forty four thirties, I've seen recently. Uh, if you caught my blog this past week um, on Tuesday, April fourteenth, it was an online collector auction by our friends at Amon Vintage Power, and they had a sale for uh, John Nicodem out of Red Cloud, Nebraska. And another one of my Nebraska friends, Steve Planbeck, had a couple of his classic uh, 20 and 30 series tractors he put on the auction, including uh, Steve owns a 1973 model 4430, the third one ever built. In fact, it's got the fifth Soundguard cab ever built. So that tractor was on the auction, and that brought 16.8. So there's a picture of it if you go to machinerypeat.com. Look for my blog there, folks. Pretty cool. And then back on April 9th, uh, we saw a nice one, nice 4430. Our friends at Schrader Real Estate in auction. Uh, this was an online farm auction in Richmond, Indiana. They had a 77 model 4430 with 7,951 hours quad range, updated air, and that brought 19500 bucks. So again, quite a bit above the average uh, on those two. Um, now when I think recent 4430s at auction, my head does go back to last August. August 3rd of 2019 in Bingham Lake, Minnesota. You may have caught this YouTube video I posted. I think we featured it on our Machine Repeat TV show as well, but 
Sullivan Auctioneers came up to do this this farm estate auction. The guy didn't have many acres. I think he had three, four hundred acres, and he'd been retired for years and years and years. And he had a '77 model 4430 with 1,367 actual one-owner hours on it. And I was standing there that day filming for YouTube. So uh, here's a clip of that tractor selling on August 3rd, 2019, Bingham Lake, Minnesota. After the minimum start, thirty-two five, thirty-five thousand dollars, thirty-five thousand, thirty-two five, five, five thousand, thirty-two five, thirty-five, So pretty cool, 35500 bucks there on that day. That was actually purchased by John Kinzenbaugh for his uh, collection. Of course, we know John has an amazing collection. Uh, if you ever get a chance, go go to his Innovation Center there in Williamsburg, Iowa. It's just fantastic stuff. Uh, so anyway, those are a couple of the, the 4430s I've seen recently at auction that kind of uh, caught my attention. But let's go now to an interview I did with Don Cummings of Seymour, Indiana, the owner of the beautiful 1977-4430 that was on display at the John Deere exhibit at the 2020 National Farm Machinery Show in Louisville. Well, folks, I want to welcome our guest uh, to the podcast this week, Don Cummings from Seymour, Indiana. Don, thanks for joining us. Well, glad to be with you this morning. Yeah, and uh, we have an interesting story to tell about your 1977 John Deere 4430, Don. Uh, now, first of all, I'm very sorry I missed you at the National Farm Machinery Show this year, where, no question about it, your 4430 was the star of the show. 
well, thank you. And uh, it, it was awful pretty. And uh, Deer does an amazing job with their booth. It was well thought out and how they chose to uh, use that tractor for uh, introducing their new planter. Yeah, that, that was, uh, I thought, a brilliant move on their part to, to have that uh, classic older tractor with their new John Deere uh, uh, 1745 compact planter. Now tell us, Don, how did that all happen that that your tractor wound up at the deer exhibit? Did they reach out to you? How did that all work? Yeah, they did. Uh, it's uh, I got a phone call in September uh, prior to this February show saying that um, they were interested in a 4430 uh, or a 4440, that generation of tractor, to uh, debut this uh, new planter, which was neat from the very first phone call. This thing was top secret, and we all know Deer is really good at that. Clear back to the uh, debut of the 3010 and the 4010 tractors, the new generation. Right. Uh, everything was kept top secret. And so they told me that a new planter, and so uh, they told me right up front, the gentleman that called me, that they had called their archives department and said, you know, we're looking for a certain tractor. What would they suggest? And so archives at John Deere and Moline actually suggested uh, my name, my tractor, hmm. because they'd experienced it before uh, the tractor had actually been in the official John Deere calendar, uh, the 2012 year, uh -huh. uh, which is also the 175th anniversary of Deere. So it was right. a special calendar for them. Sure. Okay. So, yeah, that calendar back in 2012, um, how, how did you get the, your 4430 to be featured? How did that all happen? Well, I'm ever since I was uh, little, uh, you know, my favorite toys were toy tractors, and sure. I was always around uh, agriculture, and um, so I take, still to this day, a couple of magazines, the, the two-cylinder magazine and green magazine, mm -hmm. and, you know, read them intently. And back in 2011, there was a very, very small advertisement in the magazine that said, we're looking for a nice-looking uh, 4430 uh, to be used for a picture in our calendar. And so I called the phone number and, and got a real nice lady. And she said, well, I want to clear up a, um, a little issue here that may may be concerning that it, it's not for our calendar. It's for the official John Deere calendar. So I kind of thought, huh, uh, that's, that's in, even more interesting. Mm -hmm. So she said send pictures. And clear back in 2011, uh, I don't even think I had an iPhone at that time. I had a flip phone. Sure. And so I took some pictures of the tractor and um, went to Walgreens and had them developed and sent them in U.S. mail. <laughs> and so, lo and behold, just a few days later, uh, she called back, and she was actually an employee of the advertising agency in, I believe, Waterloo, okay. that every year for years and years and years uh, publishes uh, Deer's official calendar. Sure. And so she called and said, oh, we really like what we see here. Um you know, the committee at Deer is narrowing down uh, the tractors that, uh, you know, they're going to choose, and they want more pictures of yours. 
So I thought, okay, what do you want? So he said, just take pictures of it, many as you can. So I went out, took more pictures, and, and sent them back. And just a few days later, she called and said, uh, John Deere has chosen your tractor to be in the official calendar. Mm. So uh, that was pretty exciting. And uh, so then the, the process started, uh, their timeline, and they would send the official John Deere photographer uh, to my house. And that was just amazing. And of course, anybody in this whole story, uh, just if it's involved with deer, they know what they're doing. Right. That's why they've been around for uh, as many years as they have right. since 1837. Right. And um, the official photographer is amazing. He called and said, you know, when can we come? What's the weather? Uh, he came on uh, Friday evening. I think I had just finished planting okay. with that tractor. It's my planting tractor. I just finished planting on uh, Wednesday. I believe. Okay. And so I worked like a mad fiend on Thursday to clean it up and uh, spray paint the muffler. Yeah. Uh, and so then Friday, he came uh, in the evening in a uh, station wagon, a uh, black, sleek station wagon. I've never seen one quite like it. Mm. Completely full of photography gear, mm-hmm. completely stuffed to the gills with photography gear. So he came Friday night and uh, just for a couple hours, uh, walked around the tractor and looked at the barn lot. And we got in the car and went down the road a few miles to a couple of our other farms. He was looking. He knew what he wanted. He was just looking for that right spot, right. you know. And uh, so that Friday night we visited a little while. And then uh, he said, I'll be out the next morning and we'll take pictures uh, all day. And. He wasn't kidding. He got here about 9 a.m., started unloading stuff, mm-hmm. and we were still taking the last photograph at 10 p.m., uh, daylight savings time. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I bet you never thought you'd spend 13 hours taking pictures of your 77 model 4430 dog. No, and it's interesting, side note here, it was running the whole time at about 1,500 RPMs. He <laughs> wanted to make sure that the flapper was not you know, down or moving, he wanted it up. Right. So that was pretty neat. And we polished a lot of tires every time we moved it. I mean, we actually went up and down the road several miles. And of course the final photograph that deer chose is on the road. Uh, We were in transport, uh, bringing the planter from one farm to the other. And what planter uh, were you running back then? A John Deere 7,000 six row. Six row. Okay. And, of course, out in the country, in this particular road, there isn't a whole lot of traffic. But wouldn't you know, the day we did the photo shoot, all these cars, it's like, where are these people going? (laughs) And so my wife stood, it was on a hill, too, if you look at the picture in the calendar. And it was kind of on a hill, so we actually had a stepladder in the back of the pickup truck. And my wife was directing traffic Hmm. while I was sitting in the tractor and the photographer was taking pictures. Hmm. I bet they talked about that around town for a while after that happened, Don. Well, actually, I'm not a real uh, boastful person, and I'm not even sure that many people knew about it. Uh, It was kind of interesting. At that time, the John Deere dealer local knew about it, but could kind of care less. Uh, (laughs) You know how corporate things get now. And, and in fact, I even said, hey, uh, I've been contacted by Deere and Company, my tractor's 
going to be in the calendar? And they go, yeah, right. <laughs> and in talking to some of the managers there and the, yeah. and the owner, and I said, I don't suppose you guys have donated a can of uh, John Deere muffler black because I'm supposed to, you know, touch that up for the picture. Mm-hmm. No, but we'll sell you one. So I <laughs> uh, bought a can of spray paint. And, right. uh, they didn't have a whole lot of interest in it. Uh, a few of my friends did. Sure. But uh, well, the calendar- when it came out in the calendar, there was a few people that wanted me to autograph their calendar and right. things like that. Right. Very, it must have been, uh, yeah, just cool to see that finished product. And there's your tractor, huh? Oh, yeah. And the picture is... Uh, a gorgeous picture and uh yeah you kind of it's one of those things you had to be there uh the weather was beautiful that day the photographer uh, we were starved to death and i remember when he left at 10 o'clock we didn't have any food here being on a saturday and so forth and we didn't hardly eat all day because he just Mm. kept us so busy moving the tractor and cleaning the tires and so forth that when he left at 10 o'clock at night my wife and i uh, trying to figure out where can we run to town to get grab something to eat this time of night. And, uh, appetizers were like half price by that time of night, so we went <laughs> had some food. There you go. Um, but it had just started raining, so the last pictures, raindrops were falling. Mm. And like I say, he had a quite a variety of the ones on the road, the ones in the barn lot. Right. Uh, actually, took a picture in the barn uh, right. with it. And then some pictures without the planter and some pictures with the planter. Right. Well, now, <clears throat> so you were in the calendar back in 2012. So then uh, the archives, they, they find you in advance of the National Farm Machinery Show this past February. And they reach out. Now, you're, you're 4430, Don. I mean, and I was at the farm show, and it just stopped everyone in their tracks. Uh, but... Now, it doesn't have, like, super low hours on it. Why don't you tell the story? I mean, because you've owned this thing quite a long time, but and the condition on it just, I mean, it looks like it's brand new. How? Tell the story there. Well, I bought it uh, 20 years ago, and it was a one-owner at the time. Yep. Um, the people in our home county, it was a dairy farm, a couple of brothers that had a pretty good-sized dairy farm. Yep. They ordered, they ordered it new, and... Uh, it went to their farm, and it was their newest, uh, greatest, latest, you know, tractor. Never had a cab before. Right. So they immediately, the, you know, this is it. They used it for everything. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they moldboard plowed. We had a big blizzard here in 1978, and in that part of the county, um, they were one of the first people to have, a, you know, a nice cab tractor. So I guess... I heard through the grapevine and some of the kids that are now grown, uh, you know, used to ride with uh, dad or the uncle and, you know, they'd go to town in the tractor in the snow and plow snow with it. And it moldboard plowed blue silage for the dairy farm. Sure. And the uh, now deceased salesman that sold the tractor to him told me that he just begged them when they delivered that tractor, when they put it on the silage blower, he said, you know, got her wide open, running hot. You know, and they did a lot of silage, a lot of silos mm-hmm. to let it idle in between loads. Yep. He said it'll make that tractor last a lot longer. Mm. And so they must have done that knowing now how many hours are on the tractor. Uh, they had told me that uh, in the winter time, if the tractor wasn't running, it was plugged in mm-hmm. because they used it every day. Okay. They hauled manure with it. Um, just uh, they took, I'd say, decent care of it, mm-hmm. or 
even better than that, maybe not cosmetic, but mechanical. Right. Uh, they took it to the John Deere dealer. I know that. Uh, they had records on it when I bought it and so mm-hmm. forth uh, routinely. And then a gentleman that's their neighbor that eventually he used to work for Deere as a mechanic, a very good mechanic. He had his own pulling tractor and so forth. Yep. And when he left Deere as a mechanic, he started his own farm repair shop and was kind of known in the community that he did it right. And he used John Deere parts. So the neat thing about this tractor, when I got it, any repairs that it had done had been with John Deere parts and buy with either a John Deere mechanic or a former John Deere mechanic. Sure. So it was right. So what, uh, basically all I've done to it uh, is cosmetic. Okay. And so then it came to me, I'm just a hobby farmer, and you know it had so many hours on it when I bought it. It's almost like uh, when it was on the lot, uh, it was traded in used. Nobody wanted it because it was so high hours. And so what, back uh, in the year 2000, okay. it had over 10,000 hours on it. Okay. And so in the last uh, 20 years, I've only put about 1,000 hours on it. So okay. it has a little over 11,000 hours. Okay. So now and, when, when did cosmetically did you, uh, you know, set in, down, go down that road to make this thing look like absolutely brand new? Well, and as soon as I got it in 2000, I, I took a few pictures of it. And, of course, I wasn't planning to restore it. I just wanted to get it up to my standards of enjoyment. Sure. And hopefully most farmers or, uh, or or tractor people appreciate that nice, shiny, clean hood yep. when you get on the tractor and you head out to the field or to the barn lot. And so, you know, first things first, I wanted to get – uh, you know, the hood, get it shiny, everything. It was beyond just buffing or something. It wasn't beat up. I don't think there was a dent in it, yep. but it just needed paint. And uh, the cab, uh, being on a dairy farm, it, it needed some work. Mm-hmm. needed a new cab kit. That was pretty simple. Yep. Uh, the air conditioner didn't work, which was so common of those. Right. So, you know, that had to be fixed because this was going to be my first uh, air-conditioned cab tractor. Okay. So, uh, and that was part of the uh, arrangement for me buying it was, you know, when we agreed on a price, you know, the dealer says, in this price, we'll fix the air, we'll put a new SMV sign on it. Uh, they wanted to make sure it had the uh, PTO shield on it, a uh, right. couple of legal things before I drove it home. And what dealer and, was that that you purchased it from? Or was it from the... From directly from the farm. Actually, no, it wasn't from the farmer, the dairy farmer. It was actually Bryant Implement at the time. Okay. And then it has gone to uh, Deer Country, and then since uh, Wright Implement out of Kentucky now owns ten stores. Right, and, they're good, they, good folks there. Right? They have the well. Uh, they've been real helpful uh, to me since they've owned it. Yeah, so. didn't they? Did they transport it to Louisville for the show for you? Yes, uh, John Deere uh, made the contact with that store uh, to haul it down there for me because okay. it had uh, duels on it, and we didn't want to have to put duels on down at the show right. uh, as to scratch any paint or anything. And, uh, you know, time-wise, and usually in February, it's a farm machinery show. It's uh, ice or snow or winds blowing 40 <laughs> mile an hour or something. Right, so. right. 
but yeah, they hauled it down there. Did, did an excellent job. I've never I took pictures of it on the trailer because, to my knowledge, that's the first time uh, the tractor's ever been out of the county or out of state. Or wow. I mean, it just drove around uh, our local county here between the dairy farm and the dealership and in uh, my house. Wow, and that's cool. So again, you you buy it from the dealer, and that was like. 20 or the year 2000 or something like that 1999 or the year 2000 uh-huh. okay so now you want to uh, visually kind of bring it up to your standards there how did you go about that did you do the work yourself don or do you have uh folks that you worked with i did the work myself i did the cab kit uh, did uh, all the any black that i painted on the cab uh with john deere spray cans okay uh, the hood i wanted right of yeah. course. Yeah. So I took it to a friend of mine that uh, I really hadn't heard what uh, good of a painter he was, but that was, well, long story is my father was a, a vocational agriculture teacher at FFA and 4 H for years and years and years. And a good friend of his in this community was also an ag teacher. They were the same, you know, generation and uh, age and this other gentleman's son, an ag teacher's son, has a, a little farm shop and he does some painting. So I called him and I took the hood to him yep. and he painted the hood and I put the decal, uh, the John Deere decal on myself. And uh, then I painted the rest of the tractor that needed it yep. uh, with spray cans. And you know, some of it was is still to this day original paint, just, mm-hmm. you know, cleaned up right and that's how it lived okay from 2000 uh in a barn or planting that's basically all i did with it i did a little bit of bush hogging with it and i guess i did get an old moldboard plow and want to try it out just for uh nostalgia i guess and um so that's how it existed until the farm machinery show and then that's when i waxed it once a year Yep. and washed it anytime it got dirty okay. as for the farm machinery show when that call came in it had deteriorated some in those almost 20 years sure. since i'd done that first uh, you know fix up from buying it used right and i had that same friend of mine uh come over and he literally walked around and kicked the tires you know and looked at it and i knew what was going to happen after about an hour he said we just need to paint it because mm-hmm. I was talking about, you know, front axle here and there from no-till uh, mm-hmm. farming and the engine at the fuel pump and, you know, alongside the engine and just and the three-point hitch arms and nicks and things. And so uh, that's what we did. But the funny thing is, and if you look at, get an opportunity to look at some, some pictures of this tractor or see it in person, we repainted the, the hood this time almost did because he did such a good job 20 years ago and mm. the waxing has just kept it beautiful but i used the same yellow stripe i didn't replace it mm. and we just taped it off and i waxed it and there's a slight spot and anybody that knows deer as well and you yourself have, have seen so many tractors uh, you know, across the country and, and sell. And when people evaluate, has this tractor been abused or 
that are overused or we all know our diesel engine has it been turned up you yeah, know yeah. and so right at the the double e there on deer we all know the turbos right behind there and any deer tractor that's been run pretty decent will have a little tiny burn spot there you know what i'm talking about i hear you don and so this had slightly since i didn't really have it uh, you know turned up ridiculous but it is uh, turned up just a tad uh it uh i don't want to say singed the, the decal mm-hmm. but it's just a little bit different color yellow right there and you know when we went to the farm show i thought you know this tractor is used and that's what they wanted too. one right. that was in great condition right but wasn't just a museum piece right um just like the tires on it now it was the tires i used to plant i put new tires on it uh you know 20 years ago and just cleaned them up never had any flats or uh, fence post cuts or anything and so yeah. we just cleaned the tires up and that's what we went with okay now let's go to the show uh in louisville this past mid-february and i was there three days and i like I say, I'm so sorry I missed you there, Don, but I could well, tell, I knew just from looking at it, what was going to happen and describe the, the feedback. Cause you were there all four days, correct? Well, I, yes, I was. Uh, were you planning through, to be there all, all the days? Well, no, I wasn't. And, uh, you know, dear, obviously the show is, uh, you know, come one, come all right. free, uh, walk around, uh, of course, unfortunately, COVID nineteen. We don't know if things like this moving forward or yeah. how our country is going to be. But uh, you know, to just you know, they couldn't stop me from coming to the show. And I said, "Yeah, I'm going to come to the show, mm-hmm. and I'll stop by and visit." And well, they said, "Well, you be sure and stop by." So you know, obviously, the the first day of the show and it first open, I want to be there Wednesday morning first thing just to see it because I had gone to help deliver it they invited me to help set it up which was an incredible opportunity uh, a week before uh, rolling out the carpet and driving it in there and hooking it to the planter I got to get involved with all that which was just just a real real treat and uh, so I walked in there the first day of the show first thing and it just uh Pete kind of snowballed into by the time I was introduced to some dear people that I talked to on the phone and emailed a lot about how they wanted the tractor and making sure this would work. And I hadn't met him. So we met and and talked and uh, just incredible people. So friendly and so concerned about my well-being, and, you know, said, well, we're going to take care of your tractor. And does it look okay? And, and everything's fine and you know you're you're welcome to hang out here Mm -hmm. and i thought well you know they don't really mean that and that i'm not you know a dear employee or anything but like i say it just kind of snowballed into uh, they welcomed my wife and i and we stood around and wouldn't you know as the people started streaming in friends and relatives and we only live an hour from the sure. Farm Machinery Show. Sure. And I've been fortunate in my life also to have a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. And there was just so many people I knew and some just acquaintances. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they, the tractor kind of pulled them in. And then, uh, you know, me being there, I think, helped 
because people had questions about the tractor. Sure. You know, it's so it is so beautiful. You know, tell me about it. Right. And, right. You know, how, and of course, how did it get here? That people do want to. Uh, yeah. to hear that story yeah. and so the next thing you know uh wednesday just flew by and so then i said well, are you coming back tomorrow and well i was i was planning to and they said oh yeah we'll come back and you know be here with us and so the next thing you know it was you know coffee at nine o'clock with them and and they gave me a name badge and they had deer on it and, nice uh, yeah it was just uh and the reaction really, really the reaction of the people at the show to the, I mean, I the time I I was able to stop there and spend a few minutes on my way between impo- appointments, and I could see it was your forty four thirty was like a magnet, Don. Uh, people just wanted to be close to it. Now, there's one particular story you told me of a young couple that had a life uh, kind of a life moment on and around your tractor. Why don't you tell that story? Well, I actually, at the time, you do have to go to the bathroom once in a while to get something to eat <laughs> with that big crowd. But at, at one point in time during the show, I forget what day it was, uh, one of the uh, John Deere employees, uh, a young man walked up to one of them and said, it says don't climb on the tractor, but he said he was real, real nervous. And he said, well, my girlfriend's here and I want to propose to her on that tractor. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and he was a farm boy. And so, uh, the John Deere employee said, well, yeah, I don't, I don't think the owner would mind about that at all. And so they arranged it. And the next thing you know, he got her over there, climbed up on the step and he got down on his knee and proposed to her mm. and the crowd that was around kind of saw what was going on and cheered and so forth. Nice. And there's a picture online. I saw of it, of a, a real pretty diamond on this girl's finger. And he was just smiling ear to ear. And so, so she said, yes. Uh, she said yes. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. It's kind of cool. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I uh, again, I'd been uh, kind of teasing or telling the the deer folks for years that at the exhibit, if they could uh, bring a kind of a just a vintage tractor, real nice shape like that, in that it would. I, I sort of knew what would happen, and your tractor proved proved the theory, Don. It's uh, and it was ingenious there because that the new planner they were introducing. Uh, the 1745 designed to use, um, you know, perfectly fine with older tractors. So it was uh, just a great concept. I bet you had some discussions probably about the tractor that sort of led into the planner, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. And that's, they actually told me too, uh, a few of the gentlemen at Deer that I talked to. And uh, most of all, it was the uh, uh, I don't know his title. Uh, I, I think now it's PV and V evaluator, okay. which is product uh, validation, perhaps. And he's with the seating group, uh, really nice gentleman. And I think he just got that promotion, uh, probably because this was such a success. How's that? So, sure. uh, so he did good. And then, of course, the seating manager and, and talking with those guys, but they said what sealed the deal is when I sent them pictures, they wanted to see pictures, even though the uh, archives department had recommended my tractor, they still wanted to see pictures of it just to make sure it, you know, it didn't, hadn't hadn't fallen apart since the calendar or, you know, gone to hell or whatever. And so uh, when I sent pictures, one of them was, unfortunately, a few years ago, I had to make a decision for uh, traveling and, uh, uh, farming alone you know what that's like Mm -hmm. um 
that I needed something that could transport a little easier and uh, a little easier to, to move around from the 7,000 uh, six row narrow sure. uh, John Deere. I ended up with a Kinsey planter, a 3,500. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I pulled this tractor with the Kinsey. Mm-hmm. And so one of the pictures I sent him was uh, my 4430 hooked to the Kinsey, uh, folded up in my barn lot. And it was a beautiful picture uh, because since I've now retired from farming, I took that picture just because I was done and I was going to sell the planter. Sure. And so uh, I sent them that picture and they said that sealed the deal because Mm. that was what they're trying to accomplish. Exactly. Is, yeah, they, so to see the transition of my tractor go from the the 7,006 row for, you know, 20 years, but then I made the decision to do something that could transport that, you know, how many other farmers are doing that too, and they want to get in on that market. So my pictures and what had happened on fact on this farm is what they were trying to address. So, you know, they they said that sealed the deal. Right. Very cool. Well, Don, now coming off of the farm show and all the attention, and I think your 4430 must have been, there must have been a million pictures of it on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook back in February. But now, again, you're retired, and am I understanding right, Don? You're sort of thinking about maybe selling it? Well, it's a hard thing to do because it's been such a good tractor. Uh, my wife, I mentioned flirting with it, uh, you know, getting rid of it, and she said, well, it's the best one you've got, which uh, it is in the best condition. It never fails me mechanically. Mm-hmm. Uh you can't imagine how few repairs I've done to this tractor and mm. it's got over 11,000 hours on the original engine. And so, you know, I think maybe I replaced the hydraulic line and, uh, done a, a remand alternator and of course the air conditioner. But other than that, it's just a, it's a real workhorse. Of course sure. it's been treated gently. Right. Uh, but yet to get rid of it, uh, I feel that after it's uh, tender love and care and all the preparation I did for it to look as good as it did at the farm show, it'll do nothing but deteriorate, deteriorate moving forward. And I hate to see that happen. Sure. I don't have a planned use for it. Mm-hmm. Meaning now that I'm uh, rented our farm ground and I'm just tinkering with my hobby tractors, this one, I, I don't even have a use for it. a hobby tractor. I'll go out and bush hog or greater blade, but sure. I probably don't even want to do that with this one at this point. So, um, and I feel with its history, uh, somebody out there might think this is almost a museum piece at this point. Right. Cause right. if you see it in person or see some of these pictures, like you said, that have been online for a couple of months, uh, yeah, it, it is, is a, about the prettiest thing I've ever seen. It is so fun to stand next to that. I, I, well, you answer me this, Don. I, my thought was a tractor like that at the farm show, what would happen is people would come up to it, and generally the look on their face, they would just have a smile. Was that is that what you were running into at the show? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And when a lot of people did ask the deer employees who were all in white shirts and and uh you know said deer on them and then right. they knew that that was their job so many of those uh folks that 
I had met and become acquainted with would come find me during the show hanging around and say, hey, so-and-so here wants to ask you a question. And so uh, I did. A lot of people had questions about the tractor. Of course, their aspiration was was so cool. They they all had one. Right. Or had had one. Yep. And they wanted theirs to look like that. Exactly. And, for instance, people say, well, what kind of paint did you use? Right. I said, John Deere paint. Yep. It's that simple. And where did you get any replacement parts? And I said, John Deere. Yep. And, uh, but, you know, people would say, oh, this hadn't been in the field. Well, <laughs> right there on my phone, I had a picture that I had uh, disc a field in September, still had dirt all over the tractor when they right. called me wanting right. to use it. And that's what started the cleanup process. So, right. yeah, it's it's been a user tractor. It's just been well cared for and then uh, spruced up to the, uh, to the max, I guess. Now, at the show, I'm, I'm thinking you told me this, Don, the, maybe the one modification to it was the chrome stack. Is that Was that correct? Yeah, that's quite a story. And uh, some of the guys at John Deere get quite a, a kick out of this. Um, when I did everything I did to the tractor, it had a, uh, well, it goes clear pack to the, uh, the calendar. And when I sent the pictures to the committee at Deer in uh, 2011 to, you know, see would it work for the calendar, it had a chrome pipe on it. Okay. And so, uh, and then when I sent the more pictures, the lady said, well, you're in the running. It's, we're down to this one and and a couple of others. But if we choose yours, you'll have to put a, a muffler on it. I said, that's no problem. Okay. So then when I got the phone call, yeah, we've chosen you for the calendar, but you have to put a muffler on it. I said, no problem. And so we did that. Of course, there's a muffler on it for the calendar. Mm-hmm. And so then the uh, the farm show, and the, it's the same muffler as in the calendar. So it's like 20 years old, okay. still didn't have hardly any rust on it because since it became my planting tractor, I didn't run a full throttle. I ran at about 1,800 RPMs, and that really didn't burn the paint off the muffler. But the top part of the pipe, just a little bit there right below the weather cap, that kind of had pitted rust. And so, uh, you know, I hit that with some uh, paint and uh, some uh, exhaust black paint. Didn't quite suit me for the farm show. So I went and bought a new muffler. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, so I put a new muffler on it, got it nice and straight with the pre-cleaner. And, of course, we'd had the hood off, you know, paint it and so forth. So I had that really looking sharp. And so then amongst our contacts, the the one main gentleman, my main contact at John Deere, said, well, do you mind if we put a chrome pipe on it? And I said, I hesitated, I'm Mm -hmm. sure. And then I said, no. And basically, whatever they wanted to do was fine. They mm-hmm. said they weren't going to drill any holes in it. Like, you know, there's some aftermarket yeah. things. You can put lights and different things on the fenders. They said, we won't drill any holes in it. Of course, we did add a few things for the planter, uh, like the uh, the GPS on the roof. I didn't have any trouble with that. Right, right. But the, the chrome pipe, uh, we want to put chrome pipe on there. We think that will draw some interest. And, of course, my line of thinking is when I restore my hobby tractors, uh, I like to have them 
you know, completely original, even mm-hmm. though Chrome is pretty. Yeah. And so, um, so and I took it, I helped them set up the farm show and they have a different group of people that help set up, obviously different than the group that works the show. Yeah. So I was there and I, uh, you know, drove it into the, uh, arena there, um, uh, and backed it up to the planter, hooked the planter, put it exactly where they wanted it, uh, hooked up all the hoses and the hitch and, and helped them, you know, set everything up. And so uh, it had the muffler on it, and that's how I left it. And then it was, uh, you know, several days before the show and then that weekend. And when I came back that first day, the chrome pipe was on there mm. and caught my eye immediately. Sure. Walking clear across the, the hall there. And so, uh, and then the gentleman that I'd had all the contact with, he says, what do you think of the pipe? And sure, I hesitated again and thought, well, yeah, it looks okay. And mm-hmm. so, uh, but to not belabor the thing about the chrome pipe, the gentleman that was in charge, his name's Brian Bolins, great guy with yep. John Deere's seating division. It's his personal chrome pipe. Oh, wow. And so he'd taken it off of his 44.55 and his tractor was used in the video that John Deere is promoting for this new 1745 planter. Oh, sure. And it's it's pretty neat that the furrow magazine I call it the centerfold is mm-hmm. uh, two page now the last couple of months yep. has been the centerfold is his tractor and he's in it. Yeah. And he's pulling the 1745 nice. and demonstrating the older tractor uh, pulling the uh, the new planter. The new planter, and that's his personal chrome pipe. Okay. He ran it on that tractor, and even though he's kind of in charge of all that, somebody at Deer said, "No, the pipe's got to come off, and you got to put a muffler on." Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of funny that uh, the the pipe keeps showing up. And now, what the funny thing about it? It was off of his tractor. He brought it to Louisville for the show, put yeah. it on my tractor. Yeah. He, I had to take one off for the calendar. He had to take it off for the photo shoot. <laughs> but they, they put it on at the machinery show. And then because he had to leave the day before the show was over, the last day. And, of course, it's all timing to break that show down is, is pretty incredible, right, too. I mean, right. it's, it's, it's a big business. His... He wanted me to just leave the pipe on, and I was going to go to uh, Moline. He was going to give me a tour of uh, the seeding plant and visit some other friends. So I had a trip planned just in March before the COVID-19 happened. And so he said, just bring the chrome pipe with you. Take it off when you get home. So we transported the tractor home when the show was over with the chrome pipe on it. And so I took it off, and now it's out here wrapped in a sheet laying in my barn, and he doesn't have his chrome pipe back. <laughs> now, Don, you sent me yesterday a video clip from the Louisville Farm Show. You told me about it, and it was you starting up the 4430 on the show floor yes. with, with the beautiful the beautiful sound we all love and the and the you know rolling coal. Describe what happened when you did that at the show. Well, as the show was over, and uh, once again, John Deere was gracious enough to invite me to both set up the tractor with the planter 
and also then uh, break it down on that Saturday night when the show was over um, so that, you know, I was comfortable with it because they just borrowed it and they didn't want anything to happen to it. And, and they guarded it like, you know, Fort Knox throughout the week and the right. evenings and so forth. And so the show was over six o'clock. Uh, you know, you could kind of see that tension release because that's hard work for those guys. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize. I thought they just had fun, yeah. but they work. They're, they're working. Uh, the, the representatives for all the companies right. throughout the entire show. But, you know, John Deere worked real hard. I think there was like a hundred of them. I, I was amazed at how many worked that booth. And so six o'clock, they said, you know, go ahead and we'll uh, you know, start breaking some things down. And I knew some things I was going to take off the tractor. And of course we were going to unhook from the planner uh, right then because the planner actually left uh, to send. It was the serial number one planter hmm. and it was going to go after the show to a location with deer to start training uh you know, deer employees on sure. how to set it up work on it and get ready to start selling them and so i was taking some things off underneath and uh then out of the corner of my eye i saw something moving and it was i think a 5000 series new john deere tractor that had been hooked to a hay baler that sat next to my tractor yep and I, out of the corner of my eye, I saw it moving. And uh, so I looked up, and I didn't hear it running. And I didn't see any smoke or anything. And, and you don't think of, uh, you know, diesel engines running inside a building, you know, too often, especially as many as there are at the farm shop, right. all the different equipment companies. Right. And so then, you know, just a few moments later, the uh, – gentleman in charge of the marketing division for deer comes to me and handed me the key. He had the key to my tractor all week, you know, and the cab had been locked up and he handed me the key and he said, well, go ahead and fire it up. And he said, let's raise the planter and unhook to unhook from it. And so, uh, he handed me the key and I climbed up the steps, unlocked the cab and uh, sat down in there and just, you know, with just natural reaction, not even thinking, just turned that key. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, it fired up with that chrome pipe on it. And, uh, you know, smoke just flew. And as I was sitting in the cab, I'd left the door open. And so I could hear through the cab door, people outside cheering and, <laughs> you know, giving a high five and so forth. And then a few of them said, that's what a tractor is supposed to sound like. That's it right there. Yep. And so that was uh, quite a, a neat experience I had myself too. And one of the deer employees caught a few seconds of that on video and she sent it to me and she said that was really neat. She was one of them that was like, and she was a farm girl herself, a right. deer employee, her dad right. farmed in Illinois. And she said, that's what a tractor is supposed to sound like. So that's it, right that, that was pretty cool. So yeah, that video, it's not very long, but it's, uh, it, Knowing where it happened and how it happened, it's, it's right. pretty neat. Yeah, I love the shot. It's sort of looking up at you in the cab with the pipe there and the, and the, and the smoke rolling. And, the, and, of course, at the Louisville show, we look up in the ceiling, and it's very distinctive light patterns in the oh, ceiling. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a beautiful video clip. I'll try and share that out with the podcast here. Don, oh, now, that's cool. Now, again, you're, you're thinking of maybe, again, you don't have a use for the tractor. Um and also, did you mention to me, Don, that you have, I think, five other, five other super cool John Deere tractors you might be starting to think about restoring? Some front wheel assist? 
Yeah, I've been uh, working on them. I got my first uh, front wheel assist also about 20 years ago, and it's just a, a you know they're a work in progress, and each one I get, uh, I tinker with it. Uh, being uh, at retirement age, and of course my previous occupation, I'm, I'm not a full time farmer. I'm a retired hobby farmer now. Um, just work on them a little bit at a time, but it's nice to have one on the greater blade and it pretty much just stays on it and one on the little straight bush hog and it yep. stays on it and one on the batwing John Deere bush hog and the mow roadsides and it stays on it. So, you know, there's uh, friends of mine that farm three and 4,000 acres with three tractors mm-hmm. and I farmed 150 acres with six tractors. So <laughs> now those five front wheel assists, tell, tell us uh, what models those are that you have done. I have a 4230 uh, front wheel assist power shift, which is uh, pretty, I don't want to say rare, but it's its its very uncommon. Very cool. Uh, came from a dairy farm in upstate Vermont, and I got to talk to the original owner, and it has no factory air conditioning. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not just didn't work and they took it off. It came from the factory, and I've talked to the, uh, that one gentleman still living that was the uh, head honcho of the Soundguard cab mm. back when it was first released. Right. And there were a few Soundguard cabs produced that had no factory air. Mm. And so upstate Vermont, uh, the gentleman I talked to, his dad, who's now deceased, he said, well, dad said that, you know, up here it never gets hot. We don't need air conditioning. <laughs> and so... He said within a few days they figured that out. Uh, I think they took delivery of the tractor in maybe uh, late February, early March. They were opening the windows then. And what they ended up doing was literally in the summertime up there, taking the windows out, taking the door off. And, uh, you know, just because of the no factory here. But uh, I haven't seen it to be a real problem when I fool around with it here on the farm. I just open the windows and and run the fan and if it's uh, too hot go do something else yeah and uh so that's the 4230 front wheel assist uh i have a 4430 front wheel assist which mm. uh, i really like uh it reminds me a lot of this uh, uh i call it the calendar tractor which mm-hmm. now i guess it's the, the if well, you just say tractor. it's the show tractor right. that makes you think of people that drag them around to shows but it's this is the real show the farm machinery show right uh, but that particular tractor the front wheel assist 4430 it could look just like this one when i put a little bit of elbow grease to it okay. uh, it's also a power shift which uh, the mm-hmm. the show tractor the calendar tractor is a quad range which mm-hmm. has has proven itself just you know, love it for field work uh, but the power shift is really a neat thing i think it was probably underrated or underused back years ago and mm-hmm. i don't know who wouldn't want one they're just amazing sure those old john deere power shifts and so then the balance of my fleet that i play with i have three 4320 john deere front wheel assists wow very cool so you've got those five and are you thinking don maybe <clears throat> if you were to sell the, your show Forty-four thirty. That that would free up some some time and money to maybe kind of start uh, maybe a similar process on a couple of your front wheel assist tractors. Or 
Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And uh, it's the time in that, I, like I said, I hate to see this uh, farm show tractor start to deteriorate. Yeah, It is in a barn. It's enclosed. But still, here in Indiana, we get moisture. And uh, no matter what kind of uh, barn you've got it in, you know, you're going to get yeah. a bird somehow. Yeah. And I think you told me when we talked recently, why is it they always find the the nicest, shiniest tractor to poop on they know. <laughs> Just a fact of life, isn't it? Right. Uh, so I hate to see it deteriorate. Yeah. And it's probably with its history, uh, somebody moving forward could really appreciate right. uh, you know, what all it's done for deer and just what kind of tractor it's been. I mean, it's just, well, if it's, you ever had an automobile yeah. that you said, you know, I, I try to keep it in a condition that, uh, of course, you're in Minnesota, I'm in Indiana, but I always think of it, is my car ready if somebody called and said, you need to go to California right now? Yep. Could I jump in and go? Yep. And so this tractor if is ready to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have no qualms ever since I've had it. I've go out, put the key in it, and it'll start. Well, it's a unique combination, Don. It's a, it's a lifelong steady working tractor that's been doing the job reliably right from day one and it's uh you know you've got it looking like new a show tractor that's now world famous it was the star of the 2020 farm machinery show and yeah a unique opportunity if someone's looking for that uh shoot like new reliable 4430 man you got one it's it's amazing yeah, so if I, I suppose I would part with it if I felt that it would have a good home. And uh, if I were to, uh, you know, use money wisely from selling it to uh, keep the deer tradition going and, sure. and, and fix up some of these others. Uh, that one thing I'll, I'll say about this tractor, I said it's so reliable, uh, that I felt really good about is people commented at the farm show that it's on brand new carpet. Mm-hmm. with their other new machines as it there's there's carpet throughout the farm right, show right but that tractor sat there over a week and never leaked a drop of oil no leaks there you go no it it does not leak anything which i wanted to make sure of that before i took it because right. uh you know ever since i remember going to my first farm show the carpet always impressed me mm-hmm. but you know gosh they put all this stuff on carpet and you know i learned by being kind of behind the scenes this time that a lot of people wouldn't appreciate or understand they get a brand new carpet and uh they put it down for each of these booths and when they're done with it it's never used again. Mm. Uh, some small sections are maybe donated to uh, homeless shelters or something. Sure, they need sure. to revamp some things. But for the most part, because they say when you get these huge machines sit on it for a week, it's smashed beyond you know, the tire tracks that, that they can't really use it again. Not your usual carpet usage, huh? Right. Well, it's... I really appreciate you sharing this story on your 774430, Don. Uh, I was so intrigued by it at the farm show. Again, it was the clear to me, you know, being there three, four days, it was the star of the show. And uh, last night. Thank you for the update. And again, now I mentioned on it, if you do want to sell it privately, uh, of course, you can list it in our machinerypeat.com website. But again, if folks are interested, uh, Maybe just give me a call and I'll put you in touch with Don here. Uh, 
but again, a beautiful tractor. Now, I do want to touch on one thing, Don. Your father, um, your late father, what what was his name? Uh, Jim Cummings. Jim, and I understand, I mean, I know you're, you're modest. You wouldn't maybe say it as such, but he was a legendary uh, ag teacher, FFA instructor there in Indiana for many years. Is that correct? Yeah, that was, that was his life. He was uh, born and raised, actually, I'm sitting here now looking out the window on the family farm, and we had the incredible opportunity of building a house on it Mm. 30 years ago, but I can see the old farmhouse uh, still standing, and uh, it's someone's living in it now. Uh, He was uh, born in 1925, and they had everything on the farm, uh, pigs, sheep, cows, horses, you name it, and uh, loved agriculture from the beginning i think that was his life mm. and went to world war ii volunteered came home from the navy after the war and went to purdue university studied agriculture and uh, ag education and so after uh, getting that degree he started uh, to become an ag teacher and he was an ag teacher for uh, i think 39 years and, and, wh- and where did he teach he taught uh, two years at Cowan, Indiana, 20 years at uh, Whiteland, Indiana. Okay. And then I can't remember how many, uh, probably 15 or so. I have to do the math to come up with 38 or 39, mm-hmm. but at Central Nine Vocational School. And he actually then, his last 15 years, kind of focused on horticulture. But okay. back in the, uh, the heydays, of the 50s, 60s, and 70s, he taught uh, Whiteland High School, a very good uh, black dirt, uh, flat farming community here yeah. in uh, central Indiana. And he had the opportunity to have a star farmer of America, which mm. anyone that's involved with FFA very much uh, knows that that's a uh, really important, uh, exciting uh, feat to accomplish. Right, right. And so I was a kid, and I got to witness and be involved in everything uh, leading up to you know the Star Farmer of America, all the, the photographs and mm. the uh, uh, you know different things that the young man did to achieve that. And my dad, I don't know how teachers are now, how dedicated they are now, but he was so dedicated then. Of course. I was an only child and a little boy. I just went everywhere with him in the pickup truck. We'd go on farm visits, and he visited all those ag kids. And not just once during the summer. I mean, it was that's all he did all summer long Mm. in the county fair. And uh, so I thought it was so neat because, you know, I went to school with some of the kids, or most of them, and, and knew them all. And what I always thought, back to tractors, Pete, is... Uh, when I go with dad to these farms to see his, his, uh, ag kids, 4-H kids, as well as FFA, yep. is that they all had tractors and it was so neat to, uh, and you know, go ride on their tractors. And yep. what I noticed ever since I was little, it, it's kind of interesting how in a farming community or in a county, perhaps you'll get regions or areas where you're orange and you're red and you're green mm-hmm. or you're other green or 
uh, even your yellow is mm-hmm. predominant. Sure. And so I always thought it was kind of cool. So if we went down there to Trafalgar, down in that direction, everybody down here has got Alice Chalmers. Mm. And if you went, you know, east of Whiteland, everybody had John Deere. And then if you went to dairy farms, they had Oliver's. Okay. And I learned, or at least I've been told this, why so many dairy farmers had Oliver's is because they pulled a lot of things, like manure spreaders, mm-hmm. with draw bar, and maybe Oliver didn't have the greatest three-point hitch, or you could buy an Oliver tractor and delete the three-point, and it saved you a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so in cost-effectiveness, the uh, dairy farmers would just, uh, I'll buy an Oliver tractor, it's a little cheaper, and I don't need three-point hitch, I'm going to pull a manure spreader with it. Hmm. And I learned that as a kid. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, it sounds good. You were getting an education and taking along with Dad, weren't you? Yes. And so, uh, anyway, Dad always uh, uh, looked forward to me getting to to farm and enjoyed it. And uh, he actually rode in this this tractor when I got it. Uh, That's been years ago. And uh, I put the steps on it so both my children grandchildren and my dad could all get in it to ride now of course it doesn't have the the jump seat now that these new tractors do or the educational seat but you can still get somebody in there that uh uh, that wants to be right now on the topic of ffa and your father and his career i understand don that when you uh that john deere six thousand uh or the seven thousand six row planner that you pulled Behind the 4430, did you actually donate that to the local high school egg program? I donated it to uh, the Seymour, Indiana, uh, FFA chapter. That's awesome. And they still have a school farm. Okay. Uh, that's awesome. Great example there of, you know, giving back to a FFA program that means so much and so vital uh, through our history and going forward, too. So. Yes. Well, Don, great organization. Absolutely. And hats off to your father for, you know, giving his life and serving the young people, getting them going in ag. That's fantastic. Uh, and I understand at the farm show, you had a lot of folks, uh, the New Year dad, uh, coming oh, up yeah. to visit. That's, that was amazing. That, uh, like I say, I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of friends, and so many of it weren't even through my career or. Uh, where we live now on the family farm. It was uh, people that dad had touched their lives uh, so many years ago. And, uh, uh, you know, maybe on the board of the local co-op or something. And they came through and saw the tractor. And one thing that uh, I felt so good about is a friend of mine. uh, He's red as he can be. I think I maybe told you this story previously. Uh, just, you know, red nothing but red tractors, and he wouldn't have a John Deere for nothing. And uh, he likes, uh, you know, Kinsey planters. Sure. But he came to this farm show, and he saw my tractor. And, uh, you know, we would farm in fields right next to each other. Right. And you know how farmers will just wave, and he'd be in his right. big, big new red tractor, and I'd be in my old John Deere, <laughs> but he's in the field right next to me. And he came to this farm show, and he looked at that new John Deere planter and he said, I really like that. And so mm. the John Deere people like that too, that you know, there's so many people that kind of drew in because uh, 
they had met me previously or right. uh, knew that I was involved with something good, perhaps. Well, you might have generated a new planner sale for our friends at Right Implement there, Don. That's uh, There you go. <laughs> that's awesome. Don, thank you again so much for telling us the story. So many people enjoyed being close to your tractor at the farm show. And again, uh, uh, possible that this is, might you know, Don might be looking to sell it, folks. Reach out if you're interested, want to get in touch with Don. But again, Don, thanks so much. And uh, hopefully I can get down soon and we can do a little walk around YouTube video on your 4430. I would enjoy that. It's, it's been a pleasure. Well, folks, I really want to thank you for joining us. Uh, episode 19 of the Machine Repeat podcast here. Hope you enjoyed this cool John Deere 4430 story. And I think it's uh, really important right now with uh, the COVID-19 situation that we uh, stay connected with each other. You know, we're uh, social distancing and that whole thing. We can't get together. We can't get out to auctions and catch up, share the latest uh, news. So do me a favor. Reach out to your friends, maybe some folks you haven't talked to in a little while. They love machinery. They love farming. They love tractors, red or green, whatever. Uh, tell them about the podcast. and Just uh, share a story about your favorite tractor with your friend. Give them a call. Shoot them a text. Let them know you're thinking about them. I think that's important these days. Um, and again, I hope you enjoyed the uh, Don's story about his 1977 John Deere 4430. Uh, beautiful tractor. Uh, it did make me think. Um, I was born in 1965, so I was a little bugger when these 4430s came out. Um, and it makes me think of a, a blog I wrote a, a couple years back with uh, the old Colgan implement in uh, Wyoming, Illinois. They had a picture from August of 1972, like the pre-release of the John Deere 30 series with the new Soundguard cabs. Um, and it was a picture of a 4430 with cardboard over the cab and the hood. This was like the grand release back in the day, <laughs> August of 1972. But uh, again, call up your friends, shoot them a text, let them know you're thinking about them. Uh, talk about the podcast, your favorite tractors. I think it's important for us now more than ever to stay connected. And hopefully we'll be out, be able to get back to the auction soon and catch up with each other that way. But until then, thank you very much for stopping in and listening to this podcast. Uh, we really appreciate that. And until then, remember that every day is a gift and a blessing.